0: attention beyond the mask listeners we need your help we truly appreciate you tuning in as we peel back the layers of the crna and aprn industries sharing the stories that lie beyond the mask it's your support that makes our community strong and our podcast possible we're excited to share that beyond the mask has been recognized in the 18th annual people's choice podcast awards we're nominated in two prestigious categories the coveted People's Choice Award, and Best Healthcare Podcast. Our podcast isn't just about the stories we tell. It's about the connections we create with you, our listeners. And now we need your help to continue that mission. We're asking you to vote for us, please, in the People's Choice Podcast Awards. Again, for the People's Choice Award and Best Healthcare Podcast. Your vote not only helps us win, but also spreads the word about our mission to demystify our corner of the healthcare industry, one story at a time. To cast your vote, simply click on the link that's in the episode description. Voting closes on July 31st, so don't delay. We also encourage you to share this with your family, your friends, and your colleagues. Every vote counts, and we appreciate greatly your support. Thank you for being part of our journey and for making Beyond the Mask more than just a podcast. Here's to bringing more stories out of the shadows and into the light. So don't forget, vote for Beyond the Mask for the People's Choice Award and Best Healthcare Podcast. Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit CRNAfinancialplanning.com. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out the CE Credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com.
1: Hello everyone, and thanks for joining me today for another episode of Beyond the Mask with Jeremy and Sass, Clinical Edition. I'm Jeremy Heiner, and my co-host Sass Elisha, he's taking a well-deserved vacation, so we'll catch him on the next episode. In these episodes, we love to talk about clinical anesthesia topics, and today is no exception. We get to talk, or I get to talk, about one of my favorite topics, airway management, specifically cricothyrotomy, And hey, check this out. I'm so excited for this. Cricothyrotomy is a topic that I get to talk about at this year's AANA Annual Congress in Seattle. That's right. On Saturday of the AANA Congress, I am gonna talk about cricothyrotomy techniques. We are also running the Airway Simulation Lab. And as part of this lab, the participants will practice different cricothyrotomy techniques so if you are attending in seattle come check it out we'll have a great time all right so i know your time is important and so i am going to present this today in a power-packed concise episode so take some deep breaths pre-oxygenate yourself because it is go time We know CRNAs are busy
0: with limited time. That's why we want to bring you clinical updates and reviews that are pertinent to your anesthesia practice. This is Beyond the Mask with Jeremy and Sass, Clinical Edition. Together, Jeremy and Sass have a combined 40 years of teaching anesthesia students and CRNAs. They speak nationally and at state associations and also continue to practice anesthesia in the operating room. Jeremy and Sass author and edit several anesthesia textbooks, including Nurse Anesthesia, the core anesthesia textbook used in the CRNA profession.
1: Now, I want to start out with a question. What procedure is recommended by every single airway algorithm or failed airway crisis checklist as a last-ditch effort to provide life-saving ventilation? The answer, cricothyrotomy. Or also known as emergency front of neck access, or EFONA. It's true, all difficult airway algorithms and crisis checklists recommend a cricothyrotomy if all other efforts to ventilate and oxygenate the patient have failed. Now, the good news is the incidence of EFONA, or cricothyrotomy, is low. The true incidence is really hard to nail down. But if we look at the National Audit Project number 4, which was published a little over 10 years ago, they reviewed almost 3 million airway cases looking for major airway management complications. And what they found was an incidence of e cricothyrotomy between 1 in 12,500 and 1 in 50,000. So the incidence is really low. Now, other sources state that it's as high as 1 in 500 to 3,200. Now, the real incidence is strongly influenced by the clinical circumstances. The majority of cricotherotomies, they occur in the emergency department and pre-hospital environments as a result of trauma or other certain circumstances that are emergencies. It's also, especially in anesthesia, dictated or the incidence occurs because of the case type, maybe a specific head or neck pathology or trauma to the airway. But the bottom line is that as airway providers, as anesthesia providers, it's going to be rare if you are called upon to actually perform a cricothyrotomy. However, I want to ask this rhetorical question. If we are considered the airway experts, shouldn't we be expert or at least a very minimum have expertise, expert knowledge on all things airway? I like this quote from Mike Tyson. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Sometimes things don't go as planned. All of us have been punched in the mouth when our initial airway plans go out the door. Now, if you look at the Difficult Airway Society's failed airway algorithm, plan D, after everything else has failed, is a cricothyrotomy. So I like to call... Emergency front of neck access or cricothyrotomy, plan D, cric it while it's hot. This means when it comes to a situation that requires a cricothyrotomy, don't delay it. Perform it while the patient still has a pulse. Now, today, I am specifically going to focus on the surgical cricothyrotomy technique. There are several different cricothyrotomy techniques. Today, I'm just going to talk about the surgical cricothyrotomy technique. Before we get there, let's review some anatomy, because we have to know the anatomical landmarks in order to successfully place our surgical crike. Let's start with the thyroid cartilage. This is the largest cartilage within the laryngeal skeleton. It's located between the C4 and C5 vertebral levels. Now, it's formed by two lamina that fuse together at the center. And that's what forms the laryngeal prominence, or the Adam's apple, which is significantly more prominent in males compared to females. The entire superior border of the thyroid cartilage is an anchor point for the thyrohyoid membrane, which connects to the hyoid bone in the upper part of the neck. The inferior border of the thyroid cartilage is an anchor point for the cricothyroid ligaments and membrane, which then connect to the cricoid cartilage. Now the primary functions of the thyroid cartilage are to protect the vocal cords, to alter the position and change in the pitch of voice. It also serves as several attachment points for laryngeal muscles and ligaments. I like talking about the thyroid cartilage first because it serves as an important and maybe easier to identify anatomical landmark when we're trying to find the cricothyroid membrane. The next important cartilage to identify when preparing to perform a cricothyrotomy is the cricoid cartilage. This is a durable cartilage that consists of a considerable amount of collagen and it becomes calcified and ossified as we grow older. It's located at the C6 vertebral level and the anterior crico- cricoid arch is It's a connection point for the cricothyroid membrane. Now this cricoid cartilage, it's the only complete cartilage ring that encircles the upper trachea. And what's interesting about the cricoid cartilage is that all aspects of this circular cartilage are not the same. The posterior aspect, known as the cricoid lamina, and the lateral sides does provide some degree of protection from posterior puncture by a needle or scalpel when performing a cricothyroidomy procedure. Now the last important piece of anatomy that we need to talk about is the cricothyroid membrane. This is where a cricothyroidomy is placed and item writers who develop test questions love to ask that as a test question. Now we discussed the importance of the cricothyroid membrane in a previous podcast episode, episode 246 called Pocus of the cricothyroid membrane. So if you want to know more about that, check it out. The cricothyroid membrane is also known as the cricothyroid ligament or cricovocal membrane. It is a fibroelastic type material that contains collagen and elastic fibers in almost equal proportions. It has a ventral dense band of fibroelastic tissue that forms a medial cricothyroid ligament. Now there are numerous blood vessels that traverse through the membrane and these vessels are branches of the transverse cricothyroid artery that pierce through the membrane. What is recommended is that if you are going to perform a cricothyrotomy, that you if you have the opportunity to think about it, that you perform your transverse incision on the lower half of the cricothyroid membrane in an effort to avoid these vessels. The cricothyroid membrane has an average height of about 10 millimeters and an average width of about 11 millimeters. And that's going to vary between men and women, with perhaps a male's cricothyroid membrane being slightly larger in comparison with a female's. Now, when preparing to do any cricothyrotomy procedure, positioning the patient is very important we should think about removing pillows and positioning the patient at the highest point in the bed so that we can expose the neck. Now, if you are right-hand dominant, stand at the patient's right side. If you're left-hand dominant, stand at the patient's left-hand side. This way, your non-dominant hand can secure the larynx.
0: Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com.
1: All right. So now identification of the cricothyroid membrane is so important. And we really emphasize this point in the earlier podcast episode, episode 246, POCUS assessment of the cricothyroid membrane. There are two ways to identify it using palpation. The first one is called the laryngeal handshake. And the second one, I call the sternal notch to cricothyroid membrane or the chest hole to the neck hole technique. So let's talk about the laryngeal handshake technique first step one begins at the highest point in the neck at the hyoid bone where you grab the very top portion of the laryngeal cage and grab it between your thumb and your middle finger then in step two you move down the neck to the thyroid lamina palpating that anterior thyroid notch and then stabilizing the larynx between your thumb and middle fingers now, step three is palpation of the cricothyroid membrane using your index finger, and that's known as the laryngeal handshake. The second or alternate technique is starting from below. So starting at the sternal notch, that indentation right at the, right at the sternal notch, which is generally easy to palpate even on obese individuals, and then moving in a superior fashion up the trachea until you feel that hard cricoid cartilage. The next indentation would be the cricothyroid membrane. And this is of course where we're going to place our emergency airway tube via a So coming from below, start at the sternal notch or the chest hole up to the cricothyroid membrane or neck hole. Okay, so before we actually talk about the surgical cricothyrotomy technique, I want to briefly talk about the potential hardest part of the procedure. And this is actually making the decision to cut. Typically, cricothyrotomies are performed too late. And what results are poor outcomes. That's due to many factors, such as the actual time it takes to act, and make that decision as well as the time taken to prepare. So many individuals who have researched this in their, in their articles and published, they recommend if you have any idea or any inclination that you potentially may have to result to a cricothyrotomy, set it up before you initiate your airway plans. So get the equipment, get the personnel, and have that ready at the bedside before you start any of your initial airway plans. That way, you'll have it ready if your initial airway plans fail. And you have to pull that trigger and actually perform a cricothyrotomy. And remember, there are no absolute contraindications to a cricothyrotomy, it is a life saving procedure. All right, so now let's talk about the surgical cricothyrotomy technique. And remember, I mentioned there are several different cricothyrotomy techniques. There's the percutaneous needle cricothyrotomy, the percutaneous wire guided cricothyrotomy. I'll go over all of those in future episodes, future podcast episodes, as well as at my airway talk at the ANA Annual Congress. So, right now, let's just focus on the surgical cricothyrotomy technique. It is accomplished by using a scalpel to cut through the cricothyroid membrane and then subsequently opening up that membrane to insert a either a cuffed tracheotomy tube or an endotracheal tube through that membrane and into the trachea. Now, this particular technique is the surgical technique is recommended by the Difficult Airway Society and the Canadian Airway Focus Group. I'm going to talk about today a specific surgical technique called the bougie-assisted cricothyrotomy, otherwise known as the scalpel finger bougie technique. Now, I first learned about this technique from a couple of different articles, pre-hospital articles. The first one was published in 2009 in the Air Medical Journal titled The Bougie-Aided Cricothyrotomy," And in this article, the authors published a case study of failed airway management on a 58-year-old patient with a pharyngeal mass and respiratory failure. And this is, they placed the, the cricothyrotomy using a bougie, a bougie stylet um, after failed rapid sequence induction. So they resulted, they, they ended up going through the neck. Another article published in 2011 is titled Emergency Surgical Cricothyrotomy: 24 Successful Cases Leading to a Simple Scalpel finger tube method. And in it, pre-hospital providers perform 24 surgical airway cases using a scalpel and their finger to dilate the cricothyroid membrane after it's cut and then inserting a tube. Now, they don't talk about using a bougie stylet. And I think that was probably popularized by the MCRIT podcast. And subsequently, there have been a lot of articles on the Scalpel Finger Bougie Technique, or Bougie Assisted Cricotherotomy.
2: Hello everyone, Jeremy here. Beyond the Mask is sponsoring a team for Halos again this year. Halos is an organization that offered support when Sharon lost her grandchild, Emma, two years ago. Halos is a nonprofit that provides emotional and financial support to bereaved parents who have lost a child from miscarriage through age 20. It's run by parents who have lost a child themselves and want to be there for those parents that need love and support or someone who truly understands what they're going through. The only means of support for Halos is through fundraisers and personal donations. Their largest fundraiser is a walkathon, thon which will take place on August the 6th. Sharon will be emceeing the event. Please consider joining us and donating by going to the show notes to look for the link or by going to the Beyond the Mask Facebook page. Thank you for your consideration.
0: You can find out more information about the 2023 Halos Walk and donate by clicking on the link in the show notes of today's episode on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. 13th Annual Memorial Walk takes place in New Richmond, Wisconsin on August 5th.
1: Now, in order to do this technique, you can get the equipment in pretty much any O.R., That's one of the benefits of this particular surgical cricothyronomy. All you need is a 10 or 11 blade scalpel, either a 6.0 or 6.5 endotracheal tube, a bougie, and of course, your finger. So here is the bougie assisted technique. Step one, position yourself on the same side as your dominant hand. We mentioned that earlier. If you're right hand dominant, stand at the patient's right side. Next, step two, Identify the cricothyroid membrane by either performing your laryngeal handshake or moving from below from the sternal notch to the cricothyroid membrane. Once identified, you will stabilize the larynx between your thumb and middle finger of your non-dominant hand and palpate the cricothyroid membrane with the index finger of your non-dominant hand. So, I'm right hand dominant, I would be using my left hand to stabilize the larynx and identify and hold the position of the cricothyroid membrane. In step three, you will either make a three-centimeter vertical incision, if it's really difficult to find the exact anatomy. Once that incision is made, you'll use your index finger to palpate the actual cricothyroid membrane, and then you'll make a transverse incision with the scalpel through the cricothyroid membrane using your dominant hand with the scalpel. Now it's really important that you remove your non-dominant index finger that's holding the position of the cricothyroid membrane anytime anything sharp comes near the cricothyroid membrane. So remove that finger when you're making your cut. If the anatomy is easily identifiable, then you can just start with the transverse inc- incision. What you can also consider is resting your dominant arm on the patient's te- on the patient's chest when you are actually performing the cut. What this does is this allows you to have some degree of stability when you are cutting through the neck. Now step four is doing that transverse incision and what you're gonna be doing is cutting to the lateral border of the cricothyroid cartilage and then rotating the scalpel 90 degrees cutting to the other border, essentially you're extending the incision laterally in both directions. You want a pretty good size hole to get your finger in. Step five is placing your non-dominant index finger, so removing the scalpel, and then placing your non-dominant index finger through the incision to palpate the posterior border of the cricothyroid membrane. What you're doing in this step is confirming that you've cut through all the tissue layers and that there is no false passage. That, a false passage of your endotracheal tube or your tracheotomy tube, is the number one complication of, uh, or failure of a cricothyrotomy. Step six is now, once your finger is in through the, the incision that you've created through the cricothyroid membrane, now advancing the bougie into the trachea over the pad of your index finger. This, your your index finger acts as a guide and confirms correct placement of your bougie stylet. Step 7 is railroading the endotracheal tube over the bougie and into the trachea until the cuff is no longer visible above the cricothyroid membrane. Step 8, remove the bougie stylet. Step 9, inflate the endotracheal tube cuff or tracheotomy tube cuff and then step 10, Ventilate and oxygenate the patient and save a life. Now, a couple of things to remember if ever performing a cricothyrotomy technique, and this is something you will be doing before you actually perform this emergency life-saving procedure. Take deep breaths. Try and calm your heart rate and your mind and say something positive to yourself. Something like, I am going to do this successfully. I am the airway provider who has been called upon to do this. I've trained for this. I will get it done. It's go time. So now to finish up here, I want to revisit that that rhetorical question I asked earlier. If we are considered the airway experts, shouldn't we be expert or at least at a very minimum have an expert knowledge in all things airway? So how do we become an expert on a procedure that we rarely or never perform? Well, we should be regularly practicing these techniques. One way to do it, if you are going to the AANA Annual Congress, come check out the Airway Simulation Lab. We'll be practicing it there. And then in future podcast episodes, we'll talk about developing a practice method and technique for practicing emergency cricothyrotomies. So that's it for this episode. Thanks everyone for hanging out with me and discussing one of my favorite topics, airway management. If you like what you've heard and want to help us grow, please consider leaving a, a five-star review and even comments. We, we love reading comments and taking those into consideration if there's any constructive feedback. And then also word of mouth is the primary way that this podcast grows so if you know anyone or you can think of anyone who would enjoy this episode and our show please consider sharing it with them okay crna nation that is it for this episode remember keep ventilating even if it's through an emergency surgical cricothyrotomy, and we'll catch you on the next episode
0: Attention, Beyond the Mask listeners, we need your help. We truly appreciate you tuning in as we peel back the layers of the CRNA and APRN industries, sharing the stories that lie beyond the mask. It's your support that makes our community strong and our podcast possible. We're excited to share that Beyond the Mask has been recognized in the 18th annual People's Choice Podcast Awards. We're nominated in two prestigious categories, the coveted People's Choice Award and Best Healthcare Podcast. Our podcast isn't just about the stories we tell. It's about the connections we create with you, our listeners. And now we need your help to continue that mission. We're asking you to vote for us, please, in the People's Choice Podcast Awards. Again, for the People's Choice Award and Best Healthcare Podcast. Your vote not only helps us win, but also spreads the word about our mission to demystify our corner of the healthcare industry one story at a time. To cast your vote, simply click on the link that's in the episode description. Voting closes on July 31st, so don't delay. We also encourage you to share this with your family, your friends, and your colleagues. Every vote counts, and we appreciate greatly your support. Thank you for being part of our journey and for making Beyond the Mask more than just a podcast. Here's to bringing more stories out of the shadows and into the light. So don't forget, vote for Beyond the Mask for the People's Choice Award and Best Healthcare Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855 855- Three zero four thirty seven forty eight. That's eight five five three zero four thirty seven forty eight. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group. Jeremy and Sass expressly disclaim any liability in connection with the use of this presentation or its contents by any third party.